Is it just me, or does it seem that um, violence, anger, protesting, all kinds of negative things, are they are they ramping up around the world? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the end of the week, weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, before I get into the topic for today, and I'm deeply concerned about some of the trends that I'm seeing, not just within my own nation, but literally across the world. We're going to address that in a couple of minutes. For those that are new listeners, and we have many of late, now with a new radio station airing the program in Utah. By the way, I'm thankful for those that are already letting me know you're hearing the program on KYAH. Please let me know if you're hearing us there. Before I get into the topic, I want to remind those that listen to the program on a regular basis, Monday through Friday. Many can only hear the program on the weekend because your station is only able to air the program on the weekend. I'm praying for some more outlets that we can have in the United States and even around the world for this program. I'm realizing there are times that I need to look at the global picture, not just the one in North America. I need to look at both because these things will all inevitably impact all of us, the things that are happening around the world. For Monday's program, Monday I'm going to try to put together, I've been I've been collecting some news stories, some data, some information, uh, some of the headlines you may not have seen, all regarding why is there this massive international push to vaccinate the world? We've never done this before. And why are we doing it in places where the coronavirus after 18 months has had virtually a zero impact? Why are we still wanting to vaccinate people? Why do we want to vaccinate those that have had COVID and have, well, come through it just fine? They've survived. Now they have natural immunity. Why are we playing games with with our bodies with an unproven technology? And I think, honestly, I've prayed about this extensively. So what I'm going to tell you is not, not some flippant little headline. I keep reading stories. And I'll just quickly say it's because of the work I did last year that I became convinced there's something terribly wrong in what we have been told through the news media, politicians, and others. There's something terribly wrong. We'll talk about that Monday. And I think it's an important program for you to hear. But for today, on this weekend program, I want to talk about a global picture for just a little bit. And then in the second half of the program, always we we need to have a message of hope that it's not all just negative news that I'm that I bring to you each day. There's actually hope in all this, believe it or not. Here in the United States, just real quickly, uh, and this is really for those that listen overseas, especially on the weekend. For those that thought Joe Biden won the election fair and square, I'm increasingly day by day having my doubts. The audits in states like Arizona in Georgia and soon to be in Pennsylvania may prove that um, it was cheating. And we'll get into that probably sometime next week. There's some things that are beginning to leak out. People send me, but 
one of the things that I need to do when you listen to this program, I want you to know that I have done my best to vet the information I give you. There are a lot of organizations, a lot of programs out there that have these, and websites too, that have these outlandish headlines. And then there's nothing really to back it up. But you get caught in the headline. And one of the things that I've that has always deeply concerned me for decades, decades, among conservatives and good Christian people, somebody tells them a story that sounds like it might be true, and they share it before they know if it is true. And all that ends up doing, honestly, in all honestly, it just makes you look foolish when the truth comes out. There's so many stories people say, Bob, you got to check into this. You know, this 5G thing, it's going to... I do. I'm also an engineer. I also understand what it really is. And 90% of the things people send me regarding 5G are so outlandish, you couldn't put this in a grade B movie back in the 1950s and call it sci-fi. But there are things that are out there that are even more nefarious, more dangerous, but because people don't understand how to express what it is, it never gets shared. So the real truth gets buried. The phony truth gets out there and embarrasses people. How many of you remember the QAnon conspiracy? I had people sending me stuff that Q said today, Q said by next week, Q said by by the summer. And we're going back to 2017 and 18. And I'm waiting for any of the stuff that Q, supposedly whoever Q is, to actually come true. There were supposed to be mass arrests last summer, last year before the election. They never happened. There were supposed to be mass arrests in 2019. Never happened. I really believe it's what I call a reverse psychop. In other words, misinformation put out there to confuse people, to make them look bad, to take away their credibility. And that credibility needed to be gone by the time that uh, the election came around because there are other plans for the globe. And we need to get people, we need to get people afraid. I look at the Capitol Hill. They call it an insurgency. I call it just a protest that went a little too far. But it was no insurgency intellectually and morally and spiritually and journalistically bankrupt organizations like CNN. Oh, they reported back in January and they they kept the story up, you know, in in April as well. So did USA Today. We know five deaths in the pro-Trump mob that stormed the Capitol. Yes. Well, at the end of the investigation time. You know, it's funny. There was one individual that was killed at the Capitol and that was a protester shot by a a plainclothesman undercover uh, Capitol police officer who's yet to be identified. That never happens anywhere else, but just in Nancy Pelosi's Capitol. And there was one there was one Capitol Hill policeman that they claimed for weeks on the news was killed by an angry mob beaten over the head with a fire extinguisher. 
And nobody would deny the story or back it up on an official basis. But CNN, CBS, ABC, all the intellectually, morally, journalistically, spiritually, in every which way, bankrupt, worthless, should not be watched under the even the slightest of circumstances, unless you're looking to be lied to and have a good laugh. CNN provides wonderful fodder for laughing because they're so absurd. If you're overseas in Africa listening to this program and you watch anything on CNN, let me tell you right now, you are buying a pack of lies. Don't waste your time. And the BBC is getting no better, just so you know. If you're a people of faith, avoid it. Just telling you. These news organizations are buying into a globalist narrative. And I'll explain that in a few minutes. That's part of what today's program is about. But just quickly finishing this thought. That officer that died, who was eventually cremated and had his cremains placed in the Capitol Rotunda, like like a president that had died by Nancy Pelosi, so everybody could walk around in their black face mask and, and just mourn his death, forgiving his life for his country. Turned out to be totally false. Turned out he was never hit by anything. Turned out he got back to his office. He's talking to his brother. Turned out he went home. Turned out everything was fine. And he died of a stroke that was unrelated to anything that had to do with the capital incursion. Apparently, health-wise, he had been a walking time bomb like many people in their 40s and 50s can be, depending upon diet and their health and other, other factors. It does happen. But the story said, Bob, five died. So you, you've told us about two. What about the other three? Well, when you have a group of 250,000 people, it's kind of like being in a, oh, I don't know, maybe a city of 250,000 people. How many people die every day or two in a city of 250,000 people from a stroke or a heart attack? That's the other three. Natural causes and they weren't even at the Capitol. They were just part of that day's events. So CNN lied, as they always do, trying to convince you this is the world's worst thing. You know, there are a lot of attacks that have occurred at the U.S. Capitol that have been worse than this. And, and, and how often do we forget these? If you go back to... July the 2nd, 1915. Oh, but Bob, that's a long time ago. Well, we've been told since the Civil War. We've been told since the beginning of our nation. Newspapers across the United States had a headline about a frenzied attack. A professor at, of all places, Cornell University. He was an educator with a reputation of as, as an easygoing kind of guy. He smuggled three sticks of dynamite in a suitcase into the Capitol on July the 2nd, 1915. Finding the Senate chamber locked, he settled on an area in the Senate's reception area, and the bomb went off hours later, causing severe damage. We forget that one happened. But what about March 1st? March 1st, 1954. We forget this one, too. How many people remember in a push for Nationhood for Puerto Rico and anger at the U.S. colonialism, it spurred attacks 
on the island and in New York City. There were bombings even in 1975. But there was an assassination plot that was trying to kill the president in 1950. In 1952, a majority of Puerto Ricans voted for a Commonwealth status, but some nationalists were unmoved, calling it a facade. So, on March 1st, 1954, from the gallery of the House of Representatives, where members were debating a bill concerning migrant Mexican workers. You following so far? Five congressmen, Republicans, Alvin Bentley and Ben Jensen, Democrats, Clifford Davis, George Hyde Fallon, Kenneth Roberts. They were injured by gunfire. Bentley was the most seriously injured and required many surgeries, but months later he was able to return to work. Those people received 50-year and 75-year sentences in prison for attempted murder and other charges. Now, President Carter, back in the 1970s, commuted all the sentences. (laughs) I wonder why. But I'm saying, this happened. You know that 1971, there was an attempt as well. Weather underground. How about that? November 7th, 1983. A bomb planted just outside the Senate. Didn't lead to any casualties, but we forget about it. We can go on and on. There are other stories just like it. But to hear the Democrats in the United States talk about it today, it's the only time this has ever happened in the history of our country. These insurgents must be dealt with. I'll tell you what needs to be dealt with. The fraudulent election of 2020, and I don't care who you are, you're saying, well, Bob, they recounted the ballots in Georgia four times. Well, if you keep recounting the same phony and fake ballots, you're going to get the same phony and fake number four times in a row. When somebody stuffs the ballot box, by the way, things are dribbling out of Arizona and Georgia. Now, some people are going farther than I'm ready to go right now, but I'll say this much. They're discovering ballots. You know, all these ballots get photographed. And, you know, little pencil marks, little oddball things about them are on the photograph. And you're finding ballots that are identical in every shape, matter, form, fold, marked the way the way the <laughs> little way the pencil made a slight mark. I mean, we're not talking near but identical. You're finding duplicate ballots that got counted. You're finding ballots that got counted twice or three times. They happen to be for Biden, by the way, just so you know. We're finding chain of custody issues. We're finding dead voters. We're finding a lot of things in Georgia and Arizona. I've read some numbers that people say are being leaked out of the audit. I'm not going to share them because I can't verify them. One thing you'll learn about this program if you're a new listener, if I share it, you can take it to the bank. That means that I am convinced as anybody possibly can be and there's enough additional evidence from other sources that do not rely on each other to make the story appear that it is absolutely plausible and worth sharing with you just so you know so we live in this world today and this is where i wanted to get to for a few minutes before we get into something else what's going on in our world 
I mean, seriously, what is going on in our world? And I say that because look at what's happening in South Africa. The disruption. There are all kinds of disruptions that are erupting everywhere. Porter, look, look at Cuba. And it's amazing. Black Lives Matter is, is siding with a communist government that has oppressed their people for over 60 years, six decades. Six decades of just awful. Oh, they can say, you know, Bernie Sanders, oh, they have good health care, but they have no freedom. Of course, that's what you want to give to the United States. The Democrat Party in the United States, if you live overseas and you're not really familiar and you don't get accurate news, the Democrat Party in the United States is nothing more than the Nazi Party of Germany in the 1930s. They're wanting full control. They want to spy on you. They want full compliance. They want to rip away your freedoms. Period. The Democrat Party of today is the Nazi Party of the 1930s. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They are creating an elite class of people, of the billionaire set, and you, as a citizen, are just a dweeb. You're just somebody that is a useful idiot. I never thought I would say it that way, because I can remember over my lifetime meeting a number of Democrats who I had a tremendous amount of respect for at the time. Governor Zell Miller of Georgia is one that I know. Governor George Busby, I knew him too way back in the 70s. Nathan Deal, a former Democrat turned Republican, uh, I knew him when he was a Democrat, thought the world of him. I'm thinking of local politicians over a 50-year period of time in the South that I had a great respect for that happened to be in the Democrat Party. But the problem is the Democrat Party has now been taken over by the communists and the Nazis and the fascists. Literally, they have been taken over from the inside. And now they have a puppet in the White House. And the world, for whatever reason, to usher in the great reset of Klaus Schwab is now becoming unstable. We have a virus. And they want to use the virus for a great global economic reset. Everything will change. Everything as we know it worldwide will change. We need a one-world currency, a one-world overseeing government, eventually just a one-world government, run by the elites. And they'll use, listen, we, we had the uh, lockdowns for the coronavirus. Remember all those lockdowns? Some states still kind of have them, running around with their face diapers because people, let me ask this. When you see somebody walking outdoors in South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, wearing a, a face diaper, what crosses your mind? And I have to ask myself, what are these people thinking? Are they falsely believing that a face mask will protect them? Do they believe that they have a coronavirus they might be unwittingly spreading? What, what, is, what is it that they believe? And I am convinced that literally pushing toward 100% of them that wear them today, if you're in Georgia, South Carolina, Florida, or any state that's free, Tennessee, Texas, among others. They really believe 
somewhere that this mask will keep that little virus from getting into my mouth or my nose and then I will not get the coronavirus and I've also got my vaccine too. I mean, there are people that are vaccinated wearing a face mask because they're they're definitely afraid they're going to die. You know, one of the things that really bothered me in my work last year with the virus. I remember I had one of one of the things I had to do every afternoon. I worked kind of long days. I get up around five in the morning and get to work early. And then one of the last things I did, I would get back to my hotel room, put the TV set on, and around the five o'clock hour was the daily coronavirus briefing with Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks, the vice president, and a few other people. And I had to make notes. And one day he said something, and I can't remember when it was, but that was kind of like my, okay, this guy is got to go. He made a statement. Now, remember, he had already talked about face masks being worthless. He had already told CBS News, hey, nobody should be running around with one of those things on in a pandemic. They don't do anything. Every email he sent to colleagues said the same thing. But suddenly, for political purposes, everybody needs to wear a face mask. It's the patriotic thing to do to to stop the spread. And then, okay, give me some good reasons. And I'm talking to some doctors that I worked with, and some are saying, this is ridiculous. Well, maybe the the amount of stopping the spread would be immeasurable. And they all agreed on one thing. It may stop somebody's cough from going straight at somebody, but it's still going to spread out and get out anyway. And it's certainly not going to protect the person wearing the mask. That's number one. It's, It's not going to do that. We know that. But one day Fauci on one of the things said, well, we, we, we think there's some evidence that says the face mask may protect the wearer. Now, notice how he couched his words. We think there is some evidence that says the face mask may be protecting the wearer. Well, they've never released such information in a year and a half or a year and three months, whatever it is now. But they have released some information quietly that's out there that says a mask doesn't do any good. Yeah, the real statistics are out there. And governors like Newsom, who need to be removed from office in the recall, I pray to Almighty God that he is thrown out of office. I pray that people like Andrew Cuomo of New York, that people in that state wise up and throw his worthless, satanic, loving mindset out of Albany, New York. Governor Gretchen Wichmeyer. (laughs) Sorry, I guess that's what you call a Freudian slip. Governor Whitmire up in Michigan, same thing. Governor Wolf, Pennsylvania, all of them, all of these that used the pandemic to both steal an election, gain power, and go on a power trip. And I think that they enjoyed the power trip, which is even more satanic. And they oppose things like hydroxychloroquine. We'll talk about that on the Monday show. You can hear it as a podcast if you don't have it on your local radio station. Have an in-depth program on Monday regarding some of the things you've missed. But right now, South Africa, you have riots. 
We had riots in the United States last year. Funny, we're all worried about putting people in jail with no bail, 23 hours a day in solitary confinement since their arrest. But nobody's getting arrested for burning police cars. Nobody's getting arrested for burning down buildings and destroying businesses, looting entire stores destroying entire neighborhoods. That's not important because it accomplished what the Democrats wanted. The Democrats want basically to strike fear into the hearts of anybody that dare protesteth too much. That's why the Democrat Party of today is the Nazi Party of the 1930s. They want to spy on you. They want to read your email. Now they want to read your text messages on your phone. In case you're saying something they don't agree with. They want to be able to correct your record, your communication with somebody. They think that they have the authority to rip the First Amendment of the Constitution and your right to free speech is no longer a right. Your right to assemble is to worship is no longer a right. Your right to defend yourself under the Second Amendment, they want to rip that away too. The Fourth Amendment, right of search and seizure and spying on people, they want to get rid of it. In other words, the Democrats do not believe you have any rights. You're nothing but little, little servants, little ants to them. And your only usefulness is your vote. And they promise free stuff. And they promise you vaccine safety. Doesn't it sound like what the Nazis were trying to promise in the 1930s? Safety. Security. But you have to surrender everything under their authority to get that. The Middle East is a powder keg. Iran is the force of Satan on this earth in the Middle East. They are supplying and funding the terrorists that are bombing and trying to destroy Israel. And the government of my nation, the United States, turns its back. How sad. We walk out of Afghanistan. We walk out of Iraq. Iraq was the only thing at one time, like Saddam Hussein or not, it was the only thing keeping Iran from destabilizing the entire Middle East. Now that is gone. And now we have a deal which will ensure that this radical, satanic, and literally insane government of reprobate minds will have a nuclear weapon and missile capability to fire them into Israel. Thank you, Joe Biden, for bringing on Armageddon. Because if something doesn't change, that's exactly what's going to happen. Okay, all that is bad news. But I want you to be aware of the world in which we live. I look at this and I know I'm just kind of randomly sharing my thoughts today on this program. And I'm saying some things that you may totally disagree with, and that's fine. If you disagree, I welcome your email. If you agree, I'd like to have your email as well. And my address is very simple, bob at truth the number two ponder.com bob at truth the number two ponder.com we've been doing this program now for almost a year 
end of uh, sometime in August, coming up in about, uh, what, month and a half. We are now like 10 and a half months into doing Truth to Ponder. I didn't know how long this show would last when it started, but it's growing. And I thank you for that. Today's program may not be my best effort, but I'm just trying to share a few things from the heart as I look at the world. And I'm sure you look at it, too, and you wonder what is going on. We have political people that call themselves conservatives that are a bunch of phonies. They're in it for the money and their power and their glory. We have a bureaucrat class you can't get rid of that really run the show. And our nation is in distress in the United States. If you're in Canada, your nation is in distress. You know it. If you're in the Caribbean, many of the nations are living in corona fear unnecessarily. This is a fact I'm saving for Monday's show, but I'll share it anyway. There is a country in Africa that is considered a, well, a high risk for malaria. Tanzania. Almost 60 million people. And to avoid having an outbreak of malaria, 93% of the population being at risk, they take a weekly dose of hydroxychloroquine And so do other nations in Africa. Guess what? In a country of 60 million people, since January of 2020, not 2021, from 2020 until about a few days ago, they've only recorded 506 cases of the coronavirus. What? That's cases, not deaths. And maybe, they're not sure, it could be as high as 20 or 21 people may have died. Yet, the mainstream media and the pharmaceutical companies, CDC and Dr. Fraud Fauci, say it doesn't work. But the nations that are using it, they're not having the coronavirus. What could that be? Kind of seems a little bit suspicious to me. This program... We talk about the news, and if you're a new listener on one of the news stations, I'm sorry that I've gone so long and have not really said as much about how to find us and what we do, but I just wanted to get these things off my mind. We have a website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. We do not have an office staff or a lot of other things. I've had some people volunteer to help me do some research. You want to know something? I'm going to, I'm hoping you will. And you can just email some material to me. The things that interest you, if you can do a little research to help me save some time, then I can piece it together, make the notes, and do the show. Be very helpful. Any monies that come in just are used to keep the program going out. And like 95% of whatever goes out is really for shortwave airtime. There are some minor expenses for, for podcasting and and some little odds and ends, but it's very tiny. And for the most part, I've personally absorbed those myself. So, and primarily we are on shortwave radio. You can hear us uh, in the Northern Hemisphere on two different stations and on AM. I'd like to be on a few more radio stations. I'm praying about that. I'm, I'm 
hoping to develop this satellite network where it can be used to feed some small stations. Listen, I'm going way over, and I've got a lot for the next next segment. If you believe in what we're doing, our mailing address, by the way, for just regular mail is my name, Bob Bierman, or just Truth to Ponder, or Ancient Word Radio, or just Hey You. And, and the address is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, number 263 in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. Once again, that's 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. If you are enclosing a a gift to the ministry, make the uh, gift out to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And any help you can give is appreciated. You can also give from the website. And you can find out information from there. And even a couple of the podcast sites have that option as well. We'll be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Very special gem from the rabbis. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The Jewish people have been waiting for Messiah for at least two and a half thousand years. In the rabbinic writings, there is a very interesting story about it. It goes like this. A man comes up to the prophet Elijah and says, Elijah, where can I find the Messiah? Elijah answers, you'll find him at the gate of the city, dwelling with the sick, with the lepers, the lame, healing them. So the man runs off to the city gate and then returns. Did you find the Messiah? Elijah asked the man. Yes, says the man. So, says Elijah, so he lied to me. He's a liar, answered the man. What do you mean, asked Elijah. I asked Messiah, when are you going to come and save your people? When are you going to bring redemption? When will you set up your kingdom of peace and everlasting righteousness? And what did he tell you, asked Elijah. He told me today. So he lied to me. Elijah looked at the man and said, he didn't lie to you. When he told you he'd come today, he spoke the truth. What do you mean, said the man. As it is written, said Elijah, today, if you hear. Interesting. These are the exact same words quoted again and again in the book of Hebrews regarding Messiah and you. When will Messiah come? Today, if you hear. When will he bring peace in your life? Today, if you hear. When will you find his joy? Today, if you hear. When will you know victory and overcome? Today, if you hear. You see, Messiah only comes today and only for those who hear. So unplug the ears of your heart, my friend. Receive the good news by faith. Believe it. And the joy and the peace and the life abundant will come. But it all begins today, if you hear. Want more? Ask for today, if you hear. Here's something to hear now. Hidden for 2,000 years, now revealed the awesome, unprecedented mystery of the temple doors. And Sapphire is guaranteed to help you become strong and victorious in God. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed. The call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient nation, Israel, and all the unreached peoples on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. 
one. Or write me direct, The Nice Jewish Boy at Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's The Nice Jewish Boy. It's Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Haba, Mashiach, the coming one, Messiah. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition, Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad that you're here with us as we wind out a week and get ready to start a new one. I want to take a few minutes before we get into something that I have here that I want to share with you. I really believe in the power of radio Though I'm still using and will continue to use as long as I can uh, the medium of podcast. Podcast side of this ministry is growing, and that's a good thing. But I also recognize it will not always be there. Let's be honest about this. A lot of conservatives, a lot of Christians are using various podcast sites, they're using YouTube. By the way, I told you a couple of weeks ago, maybe you're a new listener, so I'm going to share this. Way back in 2015, when I started what was then called Your Weekend Show, people said, hey, you ought to have it on your website, ought to have it on a couple of podcast sites. So I did that. And one of the sites was YouTube. Believe it or not, you can do audio things on YouTube if you know how to set it up. And I had quite a following I didn't realize after about four years, I was surprised at the number of people that were indicating they're listening. They get a notification. Hey, one of your favorites has popped up something on YouTube. No problem. Every once in a while, there'd be an issue with something, but it was rare and I never thought twice about it. And of course, I never went to the site to look at it that much, to be honest. Why would I? A while back, when I when I started this program about a year ago, I set up a special account just like I had for your weekend show, and I set up one for Truth to Ponder at YouTube. And did all the setup where the automatic, when I upload it to one place, it automatically goes on to YouTube. And I set up just a very basic channel, didn't put a whole lot of anything there because I don't want to you know, alert the the people at YouTube of the content, if I can avoid it. And I just let it, just let her go every week. So there's, you know, a couple hundred programs in there. For some reason, a couple of weeks ago, I thought about taking a look at what's, you know, how many of the programs are archived at YouTube. Just curious. So I went to the YouTube site, looked for the Truth to Ponder channel, and I was just flabbergasted at how many of my programs had been erased, deleted, because I'm sharing dangerous content. And the dangerous content was either A, disputing the election results, B, saying that there are viable treatments from medical doctors that work on the coronavirus, and C, I have some 
legitimate skepticism about the pharmaceutical companies and Dr. Anthony Fauci's just morbid desire to stick a needle in every human being on the face of the planet. And also my suspicions about Event 201 in October of 2019 that had everything then perfectly in place to cover us for a pandemic. The fact that I challenged the narrative. And so I'm realizing YouTube is just almost... its I'm, They're still posting there, but it's going to disappear. I, I'm waiting for my strike to say, you're done and the channel is gone. And I don't care. Actually, it may be gone already because I don't even check that email account. I set it up just to set up that one account. Probably found out it's already gone. So what? I'm using a Christian podcasting site called, you know, Podpoint. P-O-D-P-O-I-N-T. Podpoint. Look it up. And uh, there's a slight charge every month. It's about uh, not much. And I'd like to go to their next level, but I'm not worrying about it. And I think it's going to meet our need. I'm still using Spreaker for the time being, still using Anchor, which pushes out to Spotify and others. So we have good coverage on podcast. And I'm trying to use, think about the way I'm looking at this. I want it out there on every platform possible. And then you can learn the other alternative places to hear the program, including radio, including shortwave. So if the sensors begin to pull plugs on certain kind of venues, you'll know where to find the program. That's my theory, and I hope that it works. Listen, we are really a faith-based organization, and I try to spend time at least once or twice a week giving you something positive. Several years ago, yeah, if you don't know, I'm also a pastor or was, I'm retired, and I, I preached a message to a church. And it talks about how we communicate, how we speak, how we interact with each other. And in this very vicious age that we live in, it's really easy for us to get angry and say things we probably shouldn't. We know we're dealing with reprobates out there. We know we're dealing with the spirit of Antichrist. You can see it in the way of their violence and their anger. And this is from a message from long before the pandemic, probably 2017. I want to share it with you. It's a very short message, uh, very short. Listen carefully, and I'll see you on the other side. Heavenly Fathers, we come to this time that we learn from your word. Open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to receive. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Every time... I hear the melody for the hymn we just sang, Be Thou My Vision. I'm reminded of a time way back in my youth when I was probably about this tall. I guess I was in the first grade, maybe second grade, and I was auditioning for the children's choir. My family always said I had a great boy soprano voice, not that I have it any longer. And I, and I remember the audition was to that exact melody, but the words were, living for Jesus my Savior and King, living for Jesus the Lord whom I love. All adoration and praise shall I bring, living for Jesus my Savior and King. I can still remember those words as I sang that audition. 
And what stands out, as my mother reminded me years later, as they were all nervous, because it was a very large church, so to get in the choir was not an automatic. You had to kind of go through the ropes. Was that when they used that, what do you call that thing, the pitch pipe, to give you the first note. You're supposed to sing it solo. I kept telling her, that's the wrong note. That's when they discovered I had perfect pitch. They were giving me the wrong note for the hymn. I made it to the choir, and those were some great years of my life. To serve as a child, my Lord and my Savior, by letting praise come from my mouth with those hymns and those anthems for so many years of my life. Jesus today is talking to his disciples. And you have several things going on here today. This is not a one-theme gospel. It's not a one-theme Old Testament psalm, epistle, or gospel. There are several little themes being interwoven with each other. Jesus talks first about the things that defile us. You know, forgetting to wash our hands does not defile us before God. Understand why he said that. In ancient times, all these ceremonial washings that you had to go through for all the aspects of your life were a major deal. And if you didn't do it right, oh, there was someone to point out that you didn't wash your hands correctly. You didn't do that correctly. In other words, we defiled ourselves because we didn't properly and ceremoniously have our ablutions correctly. What Jesus is saying is it's the things that come from the heart that then find their way to what St. Paul called the smallest member of the body, the tongue. And the things that we say Jesus talks about how from the heart we, we have fornication, we have adultery, we have murder, we have all nature of sin. But from the mouth we confess, we say, we express who we really are from time to time. If you've watched, and I, this is not any kind of a political statement, and don't take it that way, but if you watch any of the things occurring in weeks in the recent months where you've had demonstrations and what have you, how many times, if you're watching it on the news, do you have to hear that beep, 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 beep? Because they got to censor the words coming out of the mouths of those protesting, whatever side they're on, that they defile themselves with their own language and destroy their own cause. This is what Jesus is, is telling us. You know, this mouth of ours is used to receive food, but it's also used to communicate. And it's what we communicate that becomes so vital and so important. Do we spend our time with our mouths condemning, criticizing, putting people down, trying to be one up over somebody? Is that what we do? Or do we use that tongue? Do we use our mouth to, to encourage, to help correct in a loving manner, to 
Give praise when praise is needed and compliment when compliment is needed. You know, if we spend more time in our daily lives prayerfully giving praise to our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ, a remarkable thing happens. It changes who we are and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. It is so easy for us to allow this small little member of the body to defile us. And it's not necessarily using bad language. It's not necessarily using it to condemn other people. It can even be gossip can do the same thing. It's one of the things that our Lord has made very clear, and St. Paul echoes that one of the most deadly sins of all is gossip because it puts us in a place of judgment we're not supposed to be. And every time we gossip, we defile ourselves before God in ways you cannot even begin to imagine. Now, let's kind of wrap this together. I'm doing kind of a short sermon today because today is a communion Sunday. And by the way, I want to invite all baptized Christians to fellowship at the Lord's table with us. You are welcome to receive here in this church. We would be delighted and honored if you would share that feast with us today. But you know, communion is a time that we come into our Lord's presence. He becomes present with us, and it transcends the ages since the beginning. You know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, the Lord's Supper says do this in remembrance. Well, the word is anamatesis, is what St. Paul was writing. And that word is a deeper word than simply a symbol or remembrance. It is to bring into the present those things of the past. Imagine that we get refreshed at the table of our Lord with the saints of old and the saints yet to come. That's the whole purpose, to tie us and bind us together with him. And one of the things that's important as we come to that table is we recognize that we have strayed, we are sinful, and oh, St. Paul reminds us, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and that includes me, just as much as anybody else, even St. Paul said, I'm the chief of all sinners. Look at me. And here I'm telling you, take a look at me. He invites us to the table, but he would like us to be undefiled. Nothing we can do to change what we did, except we confess our sins as we did before, and to God, our Father, who is faithful and just to forgive our sins. You know, today would be a great day for a lot of us. When you look over the things we've done in our lives, the mistakes that we've made, how many times have we said something we kind of wish we hadn't said? I've done it. Let's be honest, we all have. The traffic tomorrow will bring that out in many of us. We will defile ourselves before the day, before the sun comes back. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But you know, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. He's righteous. We're not. He is. And lastly, the last little piece of the message this morning 
is one that a lot of people have a hard time understanding it. And then I've thought about it over the years. That poor woman worrying about her daughter and knowing and having heard of all these miracles this Jesus guy has been doing. And like any good mother who cares for their child or daughter in this case, you want that child well. And she comes screaming after him, my daughter is sick, my daughter is ill. And Jesus is a little cagey here when you think about it, you know, ignoring her, just, you know, ignoring her. And the disciples who are, well, they're, they're of the house and lineage of, of, of Abraham, and so we're, we're, we're the chosen people here, and she's not. And they're just milking that for all it's worth. Yeah, send her away. We don't, we don't need to hear about her problem. She's not one of us. She's not one of us. And Jesus even throws the question at her. Is it right to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs? Her answer is yes, but even the dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And at that very instant, Jesus turns, and I can just see the countenance on his face change with a smile, and goes, woman, what faith. You know, those that were not of the house and lineage of Abraham, those that were not, quote, God's chosen people, when they are given the knowledge, they're given the gift of forgiveness, the gift of healing, they were the most appreciative of anybody in the scripture when you think about it. Take a look. The chosen just expected, hey, you give it to us. Those that didn't have it were honored to get it. I'm not, I'm one of those that have been grafted out of the tree of life as probably most of you. We should be thankful for the blessings that he gives us in this life. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time to share from your word. And Lord, let us be mindful of the wonderful gift that you have given us in your son, Jesus Christ, to, to redeem us from our sin, to, to bring us into your presence and fellowship. Lord, temper our tongues, our mouths, that we may be showing forth thy praise that praise becomes the first thing out of our mouth in those difficult times. And Father, I, I pray that those that are going through any difficulty today may feel your presence and encouragement. May the words that we've heard today be grafted so much onto our hearts that it becomes the source of our praise to you. For this we ask in Jesus' name. And all the people said, and amen.
world this hour ago. We'll do the show again Monday for those that hear it on shortwave and podcast. Those of you on the weekend, we'll see you next weekend. I hope this message you heard was a blessing. Love to hear from you if this program has been a blessing to you, if you're a new listener. Our website, truth2ponder.com. My direct email is bob at truth2ponder.com. If you want to keep us on shortwave, you can do that too by just any small gift. Anything helps. You can do it from the website. You can do it from some of the podcasting sites or by mail. And our address in Georgia is 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And if you're listening on KVOH, K-Y-A-H, or W-R-M-I, let me know. It means everything to me to know how you're hearing this program. Some even hear it on domestic radio on the weekends and even overseas in the Caribbean and Africa. Till Monday, may God bless. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.